Hi there, Guten Morgen, America. Guess what is the good news is the fucking motherfucker traitor Trump finally fucking indicted. There was a standing ovation on the Daily Show. People are so fucking, uh, people are so fucking, uh, relieved. I did some stand-up. Bill Reed commented, I miss when comedians were funny. What's that on your face? Did I say that? <clears throat> Guy uploaded mysterious ancient satellite is monitoring Earth. <laughs> Trump arrested so getting folks, on his plane. So folks, what I have for you in this one is really fascinating. Trump arrested getting on his plane. In one of the most humiliating and hilarious things you're ever going to see, making fun and mocking Donald Trump. Because it comes from his own side of the political spectrum, but it's absolutely brilliant. And it's connected to the fact, guys, that as we speak, so many people in his own side of the movement are turning on him because he's a loser, because he's a liability, because he's attacking his own side himself, and it's really amazing to see. But one thing we do have to keep in mind is that as we see conservative media and some Republicans attack Donald Trump, we don't fall into the trap of praising these people because one, they are ghouls just like he is, and two, historically, They've almost always fallen in line, which is a theme you're going to see in one of the most hilarious ads slash songs mocking Trump you're ever going to witness. And we'll build to that. But we start with the fact that even Fox yesterday was criticizing Donald Trump and his baseball bat antics. So um, a picture that uh, the president, the former president put out today of himself with a baseball bat and Alvin Bragg on the other side, saying that if he gets indicted, it's going to be dangerous and destructive, I think, are the words that he used. Ari, what, what do you think when you look at this? Incredibly irresponsible. And a former president, nobody should do anything that suggests to this country, where we've already seen violence in the streets, that a potential act of violence is appropriate. Violence is never appropriate, and leaders need to be the ones sending the signal that you can peacefully protest, take to the streets, but don't even hint at violence. And the DOJ and the FBI are looking for violence from conservatives. And so don't send your supporters into harm's way. Listen, be, if you want to protest, have your voice heard, do it peacefully. Don't stand there with a baseball bat and a picture of Alvin Bragg. It's, this, is, yeah. this is bad form. Especially when you hear both like sides. Like that is really something everyone should condemn, right? Like we saw yesterday and we saw it culminated in somebody sending an envelope to Bragg's office. We talked about all of this, right? No need to fully rehash it. But, you know, earlier in the day, Trump posted a, an image of him with a baseball bat next to an image of Alvin Bragg, and Trump was getting ready to swing it, and we all know what that means, right? And I believe, I, I think Trump actually deleted it, which is a rare moment of, of self-reflection or maybe just legal self-preservation. But what it demonstrates, guys, is that Donald Trump... Um, is, is violence is becoming too much to ignore. It's becoming too much to ignore, and even people in his own movement understand how bad it's getting. And it happened even again when one of Trump's former staffers went on the Fox and openly said he would not support Trump. Would you support him if he were the nominee, Donald Trump? 
No, I, I said before, I don't think he can win. And I'm, I'm not interested in backing somebody who, who can't win. He can win a Republican primary. I think today he's probably the likely, he's the smart money to win the Republican primary. But for the reasons I mentioned five minutes ago on this death and destruction stuff and having dinner with white supremacists and all the crazy stuff that he's been doing since he left office, he's just whittling away at his own base. He's not adding a single person that voted to him for him in 2020. And if you don't get more people to vote for you in 2020 than you did in 2024, you're probably going to lose, and I'm not interested in backing a loser. All right, without belaboring this point, even though I am, and I apologize, I, assuming Donald Trump were the nominee and you're not voting for him, would you be voting, assuming uh, Joe Biden is the Democratic nominee, for him? Oh, no chance. None whatsoever. I would be one. Look, there was, a, I think it was 50,000 people who voted for a Republican candidate for Congress in Arizona in 2020, in 2020 who didn't vote for Donald Trump. There's going to be a lot of those folks out there who are just tired of Donald Trump. We're never voting for Joe Biden. We're not voting for uh, Pritzker or Newsom or whoever the Democrats offer. But we're not going to vote for somebody that we think can't win. And we don't think Donald Trump can win in 2024. So maybe you don't vote. Maybe you go out and find somebody else. I don't know. We're a long way away from that. Maybe Donald Trump has a dramatic change between now uh, and uh, and November of 24. Who knows? But as you sit here and look the tea leaves over right now, you got to think he wins that Republican primary and loses the general election. And that doesn't bode well for the Republican perception of where the country needs to be going. Like, that's interesting. Right on Fox, you have them saying, like, will you support him? And he's like, no, I don't support losers. And again, this is, this is just rubbing salt in the wound. Trump has been incredibly angry that Fox News has been attacking him, right? And you can see how he's primed for anger with the ad I'm about to show you. And these ads, what they often do is when they air them on TV, they air them in Jersey, in uh, parts of New York, and in Palm Beach, where they know Donald Trump will see them. They put them on TV on like Fox, Newsmax, LAM, whatever, in particular locations because Trump will be watching. And Trump watches Fox, we know that, because he complains about it all the time. And this is just one of those rubbing salt in the wounds moment, right? Like, it really demonstrates that. And it's a sign that, like, they're willing to openly air these things. Now, of course, we, we have a strong suspicion that if and when Donald Trump wins the Republican primary, we hope that you know, this man disappears, although there's no guarantee that the Republican nominee, if not him, would be would be any less evil. But if and when this guy wins the primary, Fox will probably fall in line or at least stop openly attacking him. But these moments are interesting nonetheless, and they didn't exist back in 2021. There was no attacking of Trump, right? Even if Fox didn't want him, they sort of left him alone and still praised him. And here's another moment where they get very mad at him for launching attacks at Ron DeSantis. Trey, how do you look at this 2024 race as it's shaping up? You have Ron DeSantis, who has not declared he's running, but seems like he's going to, taking a little bit of a shot back at President Trump. Yeah, Dana, I would actually call that self-defense. I mean, Ron has been... Uh, Taking on, uh, taking on weaponry, taking on attacks for weeks now. I mean, you mentioned he had an overwhelming victory in November, and yet one of President Trump's surrogates uh, accused uh, Ron of fixing the vote. Another one of President Trump's surrogates said that he was backed by George Soros. So, I mean, at a certain point, uh, whether you're running for president or not, you have to defend yourself. I don't know. I have not asked Ron. I have, we served together. I have not asked him if he's running for president. I think other people are going to get in. 
But, you know, Daniel, I mean, the whole process is really so degrading. I mean, you've got allegations of grooming high school students when you were a teacher, all this fixation over nicknames. I mean, we're picking the leader of the free world, the leader of the most important country in the world, and we are debasing ourselves with having these little quarrels over nicknames and, and allegations that go back 30 years that are really preposterous. I just think we, we ought to do better than that. Uh, I want to play one other soundbite for you. This is where Ron DeSantis is talking about the potential of Alvin Bragg here in New York uh, trying to arrest President Trump. Uh, listen here on that. If you are a very strident prosecutor in disguise on the left and you're not prosecuting a lot of crimes, Manhattan's gotten uh, less safe, you're going to go after somebody on the other side for some novel offense. Uh, that just does not inspire confidence, and people see that as weaponizing the justice system. So, so I think it's fundamentally wrong to do that. And um, you know, I just made it be known. And House Republicans. So what they're effectively saying is like, yeah, Ron DeSantis took a couple shots at Trump, but if anything, it's self-defense. Like what Trump has been saying about Ron DeSantis, again, with very little proof, if we're being honest, uh, is accusing him of very vile things. And I'm not saying that. There's nothing there. The people like Midas Touch have found some pretty shady things from Ron DeSantis's past, if we're being honest. But to make the jump from what that is, which is a reasonable look at the, the creepiness of Ron DeSantis, and go all the way out what Donald Trump has done and accuse him of grooming and all of this, is a big jump. And what Fox is effectively saying is, like, Donald Trump is lighting a match and burning us all down with the building inside. Like, we're all in the building, and he's burning us down. And it's totally inappropriate, even as Ron DeSantis, while attacking Trump, yes, continues to defend him and his legal position. And I think this is, again, one of these, these moments where um, he's losing that base of people in the media. Now, whether it translates to politics or not and the votes, who knows? But even on Newsmax last night, and we're going to get to the ad in a second because you have to set the stage for how Republicans are acting. But even on Newsmax last night, we, t we covered that very friendly you know, dialogue they had. Electrify your metabolism back to teenage levels by eating one half teaspoon of this with water and burning fat like you're still in high school. Every adult human has around 30 billion friendly, you know, dialogue they had. Even they couldn't help but be concerned with the decision of Trump's rally today. I want to ask you one final question um, about this rally tomorrow in Waco, Texas. You're holding a massive rally. It's going to be televised here on Newsmax, of course. Next month marks 30 years, though, since uh, that deadly government siege of the Branch Davidian compound there. We've got the mainstream media right now accusing you of, quote, stoking the fires of Waco uh, with this visit and, and with that location. I uh, just wanted to get your thoughts on that and, and what people can expect from the rally tomorrow. Well, I hear there's tens of thousands of people. I mean, we're going to have, you know, many, many tens of thousands the line is already miles long trying to get in and I, I don't leave until tomorrow late afternoon and we're gonna have a great time in waco we're gonna have a great time in texas i won texas by a lot two times as you know and uh, we have tremendous support in texas we have a lot of the congressmen are coming a lot of the great people in politics are coming so even on newsmax and they're couching it with a you know some people say but even there, they can't help but admit that it might be inflammatory for Trump to have a rally at this stage with how he's been acting in Waco, of all places, which has a certain connotation, if you might, if you will. 
and 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 Trump, you know, defends himself, of course, and says, you know, my people are peaceful and all of this and, and all of that. But even Newsmax can't help but ask the question. And this brings in the ad. Now, watch this because it mocks Donald Trump, but it also mocks these types of Republicans. And I think it's one of the most hilarious things you're ever going to see. And listen to the song in the background because it takes it from funny to uproarious. If you're tired and feeling Every day, prominent Republicans across the country tell us the threat that Donald Trump poses to our democracy. January 6th was a riot that was incited by Donald Trump. President Trump is responsible for provoking the events of the day. They say Donald Trump is out of touch with reality. He was livid and shaking and, you know, showed a detachment from reality. But sadly, these same Republicans say they will vote for him again. If the president was the party's nominee, would you support him? Absolutely. The line of supporting Donald Trump starts behind me. It's inconceivable to me that I wouldn't vote for the Republican nominee. These Republicans are suffering from partisan derangement syndrome. At this point in the ad, I would tell you to call this number so you can help these deranged partisan Republicans. But sadly... They're too far gone. Okay, cut. Yeah. I mean, like, didn't Bill Barr just say verbatim that he's out of touch with reality? Right? And then they want to give him nuclear codes? Like, what the f***? <laughs> so you can see what they're doing there, right? They're parodying those ads. I don't know if they run today. I don't have cable anymore. But you know those old ads from, like, the 90s and 2000s where, uh, you know, they, was, they would be talking about abandoned pets and they would play that in the arms of an angel song and it was very sad and they would show the sad pets and how you can adopt them and save them and, and all of these sorts of things, right? It was very heartfelt. And that's what they're trying to play on here, which is that all of these Republicans, some of which are still wishy-washy, are on the one hand saying that Donald Trump is a monster, he's evil, he's deranged, he's a danger to democracy, but I'd probably still vote for him over uh, a Democrat and I'd still support him if he's the Republican nominee. And isn't that it, right? It shows that all of these people are monsters and cowards. But um, I don't know. I think something might be changing to a degree. And I think the difference now versus, say, 2021 even, is the, the minority position used to be we want someone else other than Trump, whereas most people were happy with Trump now. Now, basically everybody uh, in the establishment wants Trump gone uh, and, and are willing to try and make it happen but they're gonna fall in line. Some people say our trade-in process feels too easy. They can't believe it's 100% online. It gives them a competitive offer that won't change for seven days. An offer that they can put toward their new car. Some people can't believe Is that it? <laughs> Fucking arrested, getting on a plane, fucking clickbait, shock and panic, Cyberdon explodes with rare, with rage after indictment drops. Ah. And Ben Micellis from the Midas Touch Network. Donald Trump is exploding with rage after news broke that the.
Manhattan criminal grand jury voted to criminally indict him. Let's take a look at what Donald Trump is posting on his social media platform. He wrote the following. These thugs and radical left monsters have just indicated the 45th president of the United States of America and the leading Republican candidate by far for the 2024 nomination for president. This is an attack on our country, the likes of which has never been seen before. It is likewise a continuing attack on our once free and fair elections. The USA is now a third world nation, a nation in seriously in serious decline. So sad. Look, Donald Trump hates the United States of America. All he does is speak about how much he hates America, that America is a failure, how much he loves Vladimir Putin, how much he loves President Xi, how much he loves Kim Jong-un, how much he loves all of our enemies. We get it. You are a wannabe fascist and you love our enemies and perhaps work for our enemies. That's what it certainly seems like. And here you are, saying that this is an attack on our country and that this is election interference. No, you committed a crime and you are not above the law, period. No one in this country is above the law. And this is the first of many criminal cases that you are going to be charged with. So buckle up. Here's Donald Trump's next post. He goes, They only brought this fake, corrupt, and disgraceful charge against me because I stand with the American people, and they know that I cannot get a fair trial in New York. You see that already? He's already trying to set up the conspiracy when he loses the case in New York to say, you see, I'll never get a fair trial in New York. That's why they're bringing it in New York. I'll never, I'll never be able to win there. This is the deep state. And he's already setting up the fact that he knows he's a loser. He knows he committed the crime. He knows he's going to be found guilty. And that's why he's saying, I'm never going to get a fair trial in New York because he is a completely whiny, traitorous Loser. Just if you want to see like what his cult followers respond to this, I just looked like what were the posts right under this. So this was one of his cult followers who calls herself Lara 45 who goes, With indicting President Trump, they are attacking all of us. This is an attack on our freedom, democracy, and country. This cult is one of the weirdest cults. This is the next post that he makes. He goes, These corrupt Democrat prosecutors, all from poorly run and very dangerous Democrat-run cities, are not going to choose the Republican nominee or the next president of the United States. And let's be very clear. The places with the most crime are red states, are Republican-led cities, Republican-led counties. Just look at Kevin McCarthy's district in Bakersfield. Highest crime rate, highest homicide rate, kind of most drug proliferation, highest police shooting deaths per capita in the entire United States. And the crime is down in New York. Let's be clear, crime is down in New York. But continue to spread your disinformation. Then I I looked at the posts below this from the cult followers just to see what they would post. And this cult follower, Tracy Johnson, writes, 
Donald Trump live indicted, new information about arrest, arrests Biden, no Trump, Trump is coming back when soon, you will get to know the whole truth, live stream that will change America. I mean, these people are out of their mind. These people are out of their mind. It's this weird QAnon cult behavior. Like, here's a, here's another post that they made. Just watch and take a look at this. They, they have Donald Trump dressed like whatever. You have Donald Trump. They put a, a weird crown on his head. This is from these posts. If you scroll down and you look at, like, what are the people commenting on this, like, uh, social media thing that he, where he posts, Truth Social, whatever the hell he calls it. By the way, in uh, Russia, they call their main... In communist Russia, they called their main periodical Pravda, where they would spread lies. And that's why Donald Trump calls it that, Pravda. Um, and you see this is where he has a crown on his head, and this is what they're posting. This is about replacing a failed and corrupt political establishment with a new government controlled by you, the American people. And, and they dress like a king. You do realize how America was founded, right, to reject this authoritarianism and insanity. And here this one person commented, I'm not going to read this whole thing because it literally makes me sick, but one of the comments, DJT, the ultra MAGA king, you never cease to amaze us, bringing dark to light, always doing what's right, and your words continue to raise us. They tried dragging us down, and they, and they put in this clown, but we're strong, and nothing can phase us, and you're keeping it fun to be American, so keep coming up with those genius phrases. I mean, this is, folk. I'm not going to read the rest of that. This is completely and utterly uh, deranged. Uh, here is the, um, he posted this, this was a uh, post that he made as well, um, this press release. He goes, statement by Donald J. Trump, 45th president of the United States of America. He goes, this is political persecution and election interference at the highest level in history. From the time I came down the golden escalator at Trump Tower, and even before I was sworn in as your president of the United States, the radical left Democrats, the enemy of the hardworking men and women of this country, have been engaged in a witch hunt to destroy the Make America Great Again movement. You remember it just like I do. Russia, Russia, Russia. Mueller hoax, Ukraine, 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 impeachment hoax one, impeachment hoax two, the illegal and unconstitutional Mar-a-Lago raid, and now this. By the way, a list of all of the crimes that he engaged in. And you want to talk about hardworking men and women of America. How about just the fact that your tax cuts for the billionaires, is that for the hardworking men and women of America where you gave all of the benefits to the billionaires and you increased our deficit by $7 trillion? I mean, how about the fact that Democrats in the pro-democracy community is actually focused on raising wages for hardworking men and women and improving working conditions for hardworking men and women as you try to destroy unions and try to take away the jobs of hardworking men and women. You know, Democrats are creating infrastructure projects. Like, let's just talk about what the actual facts are. But complete gaslighting. And then this is how Donald Trump just lists all of the crimes that he committed. And then Donald Trump goes on to say, the Democrats have lied, cheated, and stolen in their obsession with trying to get Trump, but now they've done the unthinkable, indicting a completely innocent person in an act of blatant election interference. By the way, at least Donald Trump spells uh, indicting, I guess, correctly, and he doesn't write uh, indicating, and it's not election interference. It is the fact that you committed crimes. 
You are not above the law. Period. Full stop. That's our system. That's our system. Donald Trump goes on to say, never before in our nation's history has this been done. The Democrats have cheated countless times. This is all lies. Democrats have cheated countless times over the decades, including spying on my campaign. No, they didn't. But weaponizing our justice system to punish a political opponent who just so happens to be a president of the United States and by far the leading Republican candidate for president has never happened before ever. Then he has a quote, uh, I guess he's quoting himself, Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, who was handpicked and funded by George Soros, is a disgrace. He's got to put the anti-Semitism in there. Rather than stopping the unprecedented crime wave taking over New York City, by the way, that's false. There isn't an unprecedented crime wave in New York. Crime is down in New York. He's doing Joe Biden's dirty work. That's completely false. Ignoring the murders and burglars and assaults he should be focused on. Again, that's completely false. This is how Bragg spends his time. Completely false. I believe this witch hunt will backfire massively on Joe Biden. It's nothing to do with Joe Biden. The American people realize exactly what the radical left Democrats are doing here. Everyone can see it. So our movement and our party, united and strong, will first defeat Alvin Bragg. Then we'll defeat Joe Biden. And we're going to throw every last one of these crooked Democrats out of office so we can, and he puts all in caps, make America great again. Really? Your party is united? Your party is a cult. You have a small group of cult followers that represents about 20-25% of the United States of America. Everyone else who's not a part of your cult is a rhino to you or a uniparty Republican or whatever you call them and you've utterly destroyed what the Republican Party was and made them into this bizarre Trumpian MAGA QAnon uh, cult. But notice at the bottom of that press release, what it says, paid for by Donald J. Trump for President 2024, Inc. Why? Because it's all a grift, people. That's all a grift. Because look at the next post. Sponsored, and this is what they do. It's uh, the deep state and fake news will do everything in their power to destroy me. Chip in. Join now. Uh, <laughs> donate to Donald Trump. Make a contribution. Become a founding member of Donald Trump. That's what it's all about, folks. That's what he's trying to do here. By the way, I want to read this last one for you that he posted just the other day, just to show you how completely like deranged and all of the disinformation, how vile and appalling he is and all the disinfo that he spreads. This is what he posted. He goes, this was a day ago, two days ago, before he was indicted. This is what he posted on his social media platform. By the way, I did a whole hit on it on the Midas Touch Network YouTube where I talked about why Donald Trump was doing it. So you should watch that video on our YouTube channel. But here's what he writes. He goes, I have gained such respect for this grand jury and perhaps even the grand jury system as a whole. The evidence is so overwhelming in my favor and so ridiculously bad for the highly partisan and hateful district attorney that the grand jury is saying, hold on, we are not a rubber stamp, which most grand juries are branded as being. We are not going to vote against a preponderance of evidence or against large numbers of legal scholars, all saying there is no case here. Drop this sick witch hunt now really really that's what the grand jury said by the way do you even know what the word preponderance means you just throw the word preponderance in there is that what the grand jury was doing or was that just more of the disinformation you were feeding your cult to spread your deranged QAnonish conspiracy theories it is utterly despicable but no person is above the law period including you
And this is just the beginning. Alvin Bragg has now uh, will be criminally charging Donald Trump. The Manhattan grand juries voted to indict. We're going to likely see indictments from Fulton County District Attorney Phony Willis. That's to come very soon. We are also likely going to see criminal indictments from Special Counsel Jack Smith very soon. Yeah. In addition, the E. Jean Carroll civil yeah. defamation and civil rape trial set uh -huh. to take place April 25th of this year. New York Attorney General Letitia James civil fraud lawsuit uh -huh. against Donald Trump set to take place October 2nd of 2023. The Dominion trial defamation case against Fox set to take place in April. Nice. Folks, we are going to be busy as the of justice turn in the right direction towards justice. I'm Ben Micellis. Thank you so much for watching. Hit subscribe. We are on our way to 1.5 million subscribers here. We just went past 1 million subscribers thanks to your incredible support. So please hit subscribe. Also, we're at you get your audio podcasts you should check us out just search Midas Touch podcast you can also search Legal AF podcast you can also search Political Beatdown podcast you can also search Lights On podcast also search The Weekend Show podcast Majority 54 podcast Politics Girl podcast Politics Girl the podcast network is growing and growing strong Check us out at patreon.com slash Midas Touch, P-A-T-R-E-O-N. Trump follows same script following devastating Hi, news. Hi, I'm Nicole Hockley from Sandy Hook Promise. I know this is hard to hear, but it's important. I'm Anthony Davis from 5 Minute News. On the day that the former president, Donald Trump, was indicted by the Manhattan DA, Alvin Bragg, uh, news that is reverberating around the world, uh, and hopefully for the right reasons, because it's very easy to think that this is a, a kind of a great stain on American history. But actually, one should look at this as justice for a criminal who got elected uh, legitimately in 2016, but continued to commit crimes throughout his presidency. Uh, not least simple things like saying he divested involvement in running the Trump Organization, which of course turned out to be a lie, despite the piles of blank paper that he wheeled out on a trolley so that everybody could see that there was paperwork involved. This kind of lack of detail, this very theatrical version of being a kind of fake president in name only, where you know nothing about the law, you know nothing about politics, you don't understand very basic levels of civic engagement. Uh, my, my view personally is that he should have been uh, impeached on the fourth day of his presidency when he announced a total ban on all Muslims entering the United States, uh, and to quote, until we can work out what the hell is going on. I mean, that again is an example of how the the white supremacy and the racism and the bigotry and the xenophobia is really at the very front of 
everything that he did when it came to foreign policy, referring to shithole countries and just talking about the United States in isolation, which uh, with a global economy and with a capitalist system, you simply can't do. And he alienated all of the international partners. He alienated most of the European leaders. And the ones he befriended were the autocrats and the dictators, the Kim Jong-un and the Vladimir Putin and the Viktor Orban. These are the people that he felt like he had something in common with because their behavior, their auto autocracy was very much what he wanted. You know, he joked about being a president forever. Well, Xi Jinping has uh, done a very similar thing. Vladimir Putin himself has served 22 years and has rewritten the constitution to enable him to basically keep, uh, to remain in power. And, and that's very much what, what Trump really wanted, because as long as he remained as king and as president of the United States, he could continue to claim presidential privilege and commit as many crimes as he wanted. And he made more money, as we know, during his presidency than even before he was president, leveraging the power of the presidency, the exclusivity, the most powerful man in the world, taking advantage of that, using his family members and his son-in-law to really kind of be his proxy business people. And so that's what he did. And even with the uh, recent charging of uh, Alan Weisselberg at the Trump Organization, a guy who basically took the rap for all of Trump's crimes, we're now starting to see uh, an unraveling of Donald Trump in terms of him coming face to face with the law that he has somehow managed to evade for most of his adult life. So I'm, I'm not celebrating, but I recognize that this is uh, an important moment. It's not historic. I don't care about the fact that no previous president has been indicted before. That doesn't interest me. What interests me is that somebody who so overtly breaks the law, somebody who so overtly has distaste and disdain for the country that he claims to be a patriot for, is finally being held to account. And that's really what matters. Now, he has issued a, a statement this afternoon uh, from the uh, president uh, via his Make America Great Again 2024 campaign, which I'll, I'll just read to you. He writes, This is political persecution and election interference at the highest level in history. From the time I came down the golden escalator at Trump Tower, and even before I was sworn in as your President of the United States, the radical left Democrats, the enemy of hardworking men and women of this country, have been engaged in a witch hunt to destroy the Make America Great Again movement. You remember it just like I do. Russia, Russia, Russia. The Mueller hoax. Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine. Impeachment hoax one. Impeachment hoax two. The illegal and unconstitutional Mar-a-Lago raid. And now this. Well, let me just pause for a second to explain to you uh, that kind of <laughs> roll call of his crimes uh, are very neatly presented there by the disgraced former president, of course, when he talks about the enemy of hardworking men and women of this country. I mean, nothing could be further from the truth. As you know, Democrats are the ones who support the unions. Democrats are the ones, as you know, who are trying to raise the minimum wage. Uh, Democrats are the ones who are trying to um, 
you know, make work pay for people. And, and Donald Trump didn't do any of those things during his presidency. Um, he says the Russia, Russia, Russia uh, Mueller hoax. Well, of course, it's been proven time and time again that everything that Robert Mueller wrote about in that presentation was true. It was paraphrased by William Barr, the former attorney general, uh, to give the impression that Donald Trump was exonerated. But he wasn't. It's just nobody took the time in that time frame to read such a large report. And so, again, that in itself could be considered a crime to rewrite uh, effectively or miscommunicate and provide misinformation to the greater public at large when a special counsel has been given the job of investigating the uh, former president. And then, of course, he talks about uh, the uh, Ukraine, Ukraine, Ukraine impeachment hoax. Well, that was a, a, a perfect phone call, he called it. Not two words I've ever u- heard used in the same sentence before. But, of course, that was uh, recorded. We've all heard it. He tried to extort Vladimir Zelensky, uh, withholding support in return for him investigating Joe and Hunter Biden. Uh, and that was, of course, reported uh, by officials listening in on the call because they knew that what he'd done was against the law. And uh, and then finally, the uh, impeachment hoax, too, as he calls it, which was when he basically had his people storm the Capitol. He told them to go to the Capitol. And he was the one that created and masterminded and went through with uh, an, an insurrection something that you don't normally hear associated with the United States, but somehow Donald Trump managed to bring about an insurrection, a coup in plain sight. And then he talks about the Mar-a-Lago raid, which was not a raid. That was, of course, a a legal search done with a search warrant uh, that was applied for and signed by a judge, and it was done in the presence of Donald Trump's lawyers. So these things are all very clear if you take the time to explain them, if you take the time to or take an interest in these stories, but if you just listen to him shouting into the void, uh, you can hear that all of his grievances are things that really get to him. They upset him because ultimately he's done wrong. He's broken the law. And the thing that upsets him the most is that he's been caught. I've never been able to compost before. I've been keeping food scraps in a bag, which doesn't smell very nice. And then I got a Lomi. A Lomi allows me to turn my food scraps into dirt with the push of a bit of blatant election interference. I mean, how how he can blame Democrats for election interference when he is being indicted for effectively paying a, a bribe to somebody during his uh, election campaign. He then goes on to say, never before in our nation's history has this been done. The Democrats have cheated countless times over the decades, including spying on my campaign, but weaponizing our justice system to punish a political opponent who just so happens to be a president of the United States. He seems to think he's still the president. And by far the leading Republican candidate for president has never happened before. Full stop. Ever. Full stop. He then goes on to criticize Alvin Bragg. He says Manhattan DA Alvin Bragg, who was handpicked and funded by George Soros, not true, is a disgrace. Rather than stopping the unprecedented crime wave taking over New York City, he's doing Joe Biden's dirty work, 
Ignoring the murders and burglaries and assaults he should be focused on, this is how Bragg spends his time. It's a shame that it's me reading this. I, I would really like to hear this in Donald Trump's voice because <laughs> maybe I, I lend a, an air of authority to this kind of very sad, whiny, bad grammar that he has you know, written clearly in a hurry. Or maybe he's had a couple of weeks to work on this. Who knows? He says, I believe this witch hunt will backfire massively on Joe Biden. Of course, this has nothing to do with Joe Biden. It was Trump that basically ran his, ran the, the kind of, you know, his attorney general as his own personal lawyer. It's, this is not how Joe Biden runs the executive branch. It's completely separate to, in this case, the uh, state of New York and uh, to the Manhattan DA's office. The American people realize exactly what the radical left Democrats are doing here. Everyone can see it. So our movement and our party, united and strong, We'll first defeat Alvin Bragg, and then we will defeat Joe Biden, and we're going to throw every last one of these crooked Democrats out of office so we can make America great again. He, uh, he means white again, obviously, because uh, that's his uh, obsession, it's eugenics. Um, now, you know, you don't need me to tell you what's really going on here, this, this stream of consciousness, this anger, this bile, this does not sound like a a good person, does not sound like an innocent person, does not sound like somebody who is, um, uh, you know, caught up in a case of mistaken identity. It sounds like a person squealing because they are banged to rights. And then finally on Truth Social, he posted, these thugs and radical left monsters have just indicted, but he spelt it indicated, the 45th president of the United States of America and the leading Republican candidate by far for the 2024 nomination for president. This is an attack, now all in capitals, on our country, the likes of which has never been seen before. It is likewise a continuing attack on our once free and fair elections. The USA is now a third world nation, a nation in serious decline. So sad, he says. Well, the sadness, I think, is all very much with him. I am not sad today, and I'm sure you are not sad either, because to have somebody who is so corrupt, so dangerous, and so volatile, running the country, trying to run the country as in, you know, as a candidate for, for the next uh, presidential election is, is really not conducive to the growth and prosperity of the United States. Uh, I am very keen for the Republican Party to reconvene. I would love them to get a candidate who is eloquent and who has a, a social conscience, uh, who doesn't wear a AR-15 uh, pin badge uh, the same day as a, as a school shooting. I would like to see the United States move forward like the rest of the world has. The rest of the world does not have violent crime or school shootings. The rest of the world does not ban abortion or prevent women from getting access to health care. Only the United States, under Donald Trump and his extremist MAGA Republicans, has uh, rolled back, you know, to the 1950s where, you know, lynchings were normal. And we saw under Donald Trump's tenure, the, the likes of Armored Arbery being, being lynched by three white men who thought that they could get away with it because Donald Trump was president. Derek Chauvin executing an innocent man, George Floyd, on the, on, the, on the streets of Minneapolis, knowing he'll probably get away with it because Donald Trump is the president. 
that is the effect of the Donald Trump presidency, that, that there is a kind of civil unrest and that suddenly the, the norms, the social norms fall apart. And I would also say, finally, I would like to live in a country where the president doesn't gas his own people on his way through a peaceful process, process, uh, protest to do a photo op, uh, buzzing protesters with military helicopters and disappearing people off the streets of Portland, unmarked officers in unmarked cars. I mean, that is not what the United States is all about. And yet that happened just a, two short years ago. So that is who Donald Trump is. He is uh, uh, an authority figure, an autocrat, and a very dangerous one. And today, on Thursday, he has been indicted by the Manhattan DA for one crime. There are so many more crimes to come. There are so many other DAs, special counsels, and uh, you know, legal eagles who are looking at his many crimes. And I'm sure that he will have to face the music in the coming days. So thank you for joining me. And please stay with 5-Minute News for more updates on the disgraced former president, Donald Trump. I'm Anthony Davis. You can hear me every day on the 5-Minute News podcast and on Sundays hosting The Weekend Show with Midas Touch. Lock him up! Indictment season is upon us. Celebrate with the new indictment season t-shirt and v-neck exclusively at store.midastouch.com.
podcasting. Breaking great news. All around. Deranged maniac exposed. Breaking Donald Trump. Uh, and D.I. D.A. Oh, poor Jamie Raskin. Bless your hearts. This is Michael Popak with Legal AF with breaking news. Of course, the ultimate breaking news that for the first time in our nation's history, a president has been indicted. And the indictment of Donald Trump could be as much as 34 separate felony counts. This is the front page (laughs) of the New York Times as we speak. Donald Trump finally indicted by the New York grand jury, 23 members of the grand jury meeting today, as we had predicted on Legal AF, as Karen Friedman Ignifolo, my colleague, had predicted from her long stint in the Manhattan DA's office that they were not meeting just to uh, pat each other on the back before they took a hiatus for three weeks. They were meeting to vote in secret, all the grand jury process being a secret process. And what we know now around the secret process based on leaks that have already come out, is that the indictment is for a felony, not a misdemeanor, which means that Alvin Bragg and the Manhattan DA's office has figured out a way to thread the needle and come up with not one, but at least two crimes. The first crime was already publicly announced, that it would be the falsification of the books and records by Donald Trump to cover up the Stormy Daniels $130,000 payment hush money payment so that she wouldn't go public with the affair or the sexual relationship that she had with Donald Trump. That's a Michael Cohen issue because Michael Cohen ultimately paid the money to Stormy Daniels using a revolving credit line of his and then was repaid threefold by the Trump organization through Alan Weisselberg, approved by Donald Trump, um, to repay uh, Michael Cohen, and it was recorded as legal services rendered. That was the initial case. Although now, based on the last minute, uh, second day of testimony by David Pecker, the disgraced former publisher and owner of the National Enquirer and former BFF of Donald Trump, I think that there is a broader indictment and we'll get the unsealing of the indictment and that's when we will be able to read it. We'll be able to analyze it on legal AF and on these kind of hot takes. Right now we're doing a little bit of shadow boxing and piecing things together based on witnesses that testified. David Pecker testified on Monday, the last witness we believe that was heard by this grand jury. Why is he important? Because he is the architect of the catch and kill program. And it, here's what here's what would happen. The campaign, Kellyanne Conway and others, and Donald Trump, and even Michael Cohen, when he was the inside guy for, for Donald Trump, would identify women who were going to go public with reports of Donald Trump having sex with them while he was married and as a candidate. Then David Pecker would have his team reach out to these women, pay them off say that he was going to run a story about them or even a cover story about them in the National Enquirer or the Globe or any of his other uh, periodicals, and then kill the story. So pay them, have them sign a non-disclosure agreement, confidentiality agreement, and then the story never saw the light of day. This, according to David Pecker's own testimony, which we know because David Pecker and his, um, his media group, American Media International, entered into a non-prosecution agreement with the federal prosecutors, not the state prosecutors, but the federal prosecutors uh, three or four years ago, and had to list 
um, all of the things that they did wrong. And they admitted in order to get the non-prosecution agreement in place with the Southern District of New York attorney, uh, uh, U.S. Attorney's Office uh, admitted that, they had that David Becker designed the program, had met with Kellyanne Conway and with Michael Cohen in the in the Palm Beach County offices of the National Enquirer, I think it's in Lantana, and they devised this scheme. And the first um, test case for the Catch and Kill program was not Stormy Daniels, but it was Karen McDougal, a former Playboy playmate who told a similar story as Stormy Daniels. She got paid $150,000. This was David Pecker's big chance to demonstrate that this could work. That was a direct payment that was made by Donald Trump and the organization in return for a confidential settlement agreement. And we believe that the grand jury now, based on Monday's testimony of David Pecker, is doing a broader investigation, which is so smart by Alvin Bragg, and I'll tell you why in a minute. He's not, Alvin Bragg is not putting all of his eggs in the Michael Cohen basket for obvious reasons and some baggage there because Michael, of course, pled guilty and served time related to being involved in the Stormy Daniels affair. But on the McDougal case, the McDougal example 